Hey, MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. We're also brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. The world's greatest shorts are hooking you up with a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. Howdy-ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, all the way up to episode 363 already. Where does the time go? Uh, this ded- I'm going to dedicate this to my favorite high school baseball team. I bet you didn't know I had a favorite high school baseball team, but I do. The Golden Eagles, who are going to win the the state championship on Saturday, guaranteed, e- even if they are the underdogs. So go, Golden Eagles, go. That's kind of weird to say. Go, Golden Eagles. But anyhow, uh, who am I, you may ask? I'm Jeff Fox. One of your hosts here wasn't very chalky last UFC event. Uh, I may have to I may have to shed my nickname soon. Uh, I hit a bunch of dogs, even hit an underdog prop bet. So we'll see how we do this week because this is a another UFC week. Of course, we're in the midst of a I believe a twelve straight week run of Saturday night or afternoon UFC events. So not complaining about that. Uh, this is another UFC fight night going down from the UFC Apex. And as per usual, just like. The uh, UFC always running UFC Apex pretty much uh, every Saturday night. I always have a co-host here with me. Not just a co-host, the co-host of all co-hosts. Don't tell my co-host on my other podcast, but the co-host, my, the best MMA co-host, we'll say. Daniel, got me ripping. Hello. The only, the only one who hasn't missed a show. Just saying. The only one who has not missed a show. You know, I realize my two co-hosts, combined ages are way less than mine. <laughs> it's, do, do you it, think it people to, do you think mm, people unanimously knew i was younger than you or do you think you just made a big reveal no i i think well long long time listeners know what we've okay. discussed it before but yes. it helps one of my co-hosts is 12 so that that helps <laughs> that, uh, that um brings the age down a bit so um so we're, we're gonna do you see fight night vittori versus cannoneer here have you seen the poster are they real abs i think those abs are drawn on which they one? Superhero. They have superhero uh, abs for this. For this, uh, both men have superhero abs on, on the poster. I mean, maybe mildly enhanced. Mildly, uh, yes, mildly enhanced. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it looks like they run it, ran it through like uh, one of those those filters that got really popular for a while that everybody was using for their profile pictures that just allowed people to steal your picture. Um, you know what I'm talking about? No, really, no. Okay, you're not in the you're not in the. Yeah, I'm old. Fine. See. <laughs> About. All right. Well, we anyway, to... looks mm. like it was thrown through a filter. <laughs> okay. There you go. We have to do eight bites today, Dan. The prelims have eight bites on it. Main card, six fights. This is a 14 fight card. So we should probably get cracking. Uh, I guess. It, or uh, how many of these are going to fall through? It's been a little while. I should knock on wood and stuff. But um, remember a while there, it was like every fight card, we were losing two, three fights um, after I, we break them down. So I think I think we're rolling. I think we're, yeah. we're going with them all. All right. All right. Um, let's actually break into it after I tell you about our friends, of course. Our top uh, top of the show sponsor is Edge Boost, of course. This episode is supported by Edge Boost. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Edge currently offers up to twenty five hundred bucks in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. Get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. That's what you can do. Or 
as our friend Ryan in the Discord is going to do. He's going to get down on someone on the, I think we're going to talk about him tomorrow. No, he's on someone we're going to talk about in the main event of the prelims. A, a underdog fighter, Ryan H in sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord was asking, how can I get an edge here? How, how can I double down on, on my uh, on my bankroll to, to get an edge on this fighter? So there you go. I told him I would tell him tonight on the podcast. So edge boost is the way to do it. You can double down on your favorite bet, like I just said, or if you like, you can even use it to create an awesome middle or even a hedge. Edge boost this is some sleazy loan shark as they charge zero interest. Do you know of a way you can access more money to place on your favorite bets without paying any interest? Edge boost can also be a part of a responsible gambling plan as you can set up daily, weekly, or monthly limits and or across all of your betting accounts in one place. Support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge, E-D-G-E, to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Problem gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Can you believe uh, it's not an Armenian that Ryan wants to double down on with Edge Boost either? That's Shocking, right. right. Yeah, and we're flush with yeah. Armenians in this, uh, in, mm-hmm. well, not in this episode, but on this fight card. Yes. yes. Uh, the Armenians will wait till tomorrow because this episode is all about the prelims, UFC fight night, a.k.a. UFC and the ESPN, Vittori versus Cannoneer. It is going down. I think it's UFC Vegas 75, I believe we're up to there. Uh, June 17th, UFC Apex, Enterprise, Nevada. Prelims are on ESPN, the big ESPN, and ESPN Plus at 7 p.m. Eastern. And we're going to start off with light heavyweights, Zach Paunga. Versus Modestus Bukoskis, who you can hear Gumby interview on the Top Turtle MMA podcast this week. I always get a kick out of Modestus's voice. What is it? Because very British. Yeah, very but British. he's but he's also not British. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why it's fun. It's lots yeah. of fun. But yeah, good interview with him. Let's break down the fight. Zach the Ripper Paunga. With you put an N in there, but there's no N, right? That's correct. You're saying it right crazy he's six and one with one knockout he's been knocked out himself once who is he knocked out by dan let's remind everyone is it um fighters. is it is it jordan williams no uh-huh. one of her favorite mohammed usman one of her favorite oh fighters. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was oh, trying yeah. to remember about like whether or not it was on his regional career and then i forgot he okay, was on yeah. top yeah he was he was two and all in the ultimate fighter and then one and one in the ufc he did lose his debut as i said which was the championship fight of uh, tough. And then he won his last fight. Uh, the tough fights were up at heavyweight. He's normally at light heavyweight, like this fight uh, based on his UFC action and Bukoskis's UFC action. Uh, Ponga's got better striking. He's more active landing strikes and better grappling stats. He has outstruck his UFC opponents by 2.43 strikes per minute. He's at plus 170. Bukoskis, the Baltic gladiator. 14 and 5 at nine knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out three times, submitted once. Two and three in the UFC over two stints. He's won three straight fights. He did win his last fight, uh, which was his first fight back in the UFC. Uh, he's been the Cage Warrior champion before both of his UFC stints. He was Cage Warrior champion, then got signed, then got released by the UFC, then became Cage Warrior champion again, got signed. Uh, was a regional champion, used to fight at middleweight. He's an inch taller than Pounga, two inches of reach on him, six years younger. He's been outstriking the outstruck, excuse me, in the UFC by 0.65 strikes per minute. He's at minus 175. Go ahead, my co-host. Uh, I'm gonna take Modestus Bukoskis. Um, I, I originally was thinking in this fight that I I would like Zach Pounka, especially being that at 205, he's decided he's more of a grappler. I you know, like that might be the best best path to victory against somebody like Bukoskis anyway, who who's clearly 
worked on his his striking from range and looked really good since since having done so. We, I mean, obviously in his last fight, he, he looked fantastic in there. Um, but like I went back and watched Ponga's last fight, which granted, you know, he, he did win against Jordan Wright, but he also didn't get Jordan Wright out of there. And it, he wasn't as successful with takedowns as I, I really think he ought to have been. And when you compare that to somebody who, who then just like, you know, battered and manhandled Tyson Pedro, I, I think Bukowskis looks so much better in his last fight. He's going to be the faster guy in the feet. He's going to be the smoother guy on his feet. Um, and I think as long as he just like avoids being stuck against the cage for like three or four minutes per round, I, I think he's going to have a chance to show that. So I'm, I'm going to go with, with Bukowskis here. As am I. Uh, Bukowskis uh, is the pick. Bigger, younger, looked real good um, recently. I, I like the role he's on. He seems to be in a good headspace as well. I, I always, I think you were too. I I was pretty big on him. The first, his first stint through the UFC had a, had a bad run there, but um, he seems to have things uh, turned around now. And yeah, I, I think he, uh, he takes care of Tonga in this fight. All right. We're going to move on to Bantamweights. Dan Arjueta versus Ronnie Lawrence. We got one of the, <laughs> one of the weirdest nicknames around the determined Dan Arjueta. It's not Dan, it. the determined Arjueta, is it? No, I don't think so. <laughs> that would be even funnier. All right. He's nine and one, two knockouts, four submissions, never been finishing a fight. One and one in the UFC. He won his last fight after losing his debut. Oh, one on the ultimate fighter was the LFA champion. He's a year younger than Lawrence. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.94 strikes a minute. He's at plus 160. Ronnie, the heat Lawrence, not the greatest nickname either. Uh, eight and two with four knockouts, never been finishing a fight. Two and one in the UFC. Uh, he's won five of his last six, but he did lose his last fight. One and on the Dana White Contender Series. Oh, one to Bellator. Was a regional champion. And it's Charlotte Arjueta. Striking and active striking stats in his favor. Uh, he's outstruck his UFC and Contender Series opponents by over a strike a minute. 1.13 strikes a minute. Plus, uh, minus 175. Uh, give me the chalk here. I, I tend to always go with the better striker. And Lawrence is the better and, and more dangerous striker in this fight. So give me the chalk again. I, I tend to think he's the better grappler, too. I, I know okay, that, like... Yeah, I, I know that the stats don't bear that out, but also like let, let's talk about what the stats are are discussing, right? It's we're we're discussing Dan Argueta beating Nick Aguirre, uh, <laughs> yeah. who who fought on short notice for for Isaac Algarian. And we're talking about Rodney Lawrence fighting Sad Yakub Um, which is obviously a lot different. And and he did fight some other guys in there. Um, he fought Jose Johnson, which at the time looked like a really lame victory for me. And since then, Jose Johnson uh, went on a, I mean, apart from being pulled from his most recent fight and whatnot, uh, he, he looked really good on the contender series after losing to Ronnie Lawrence. So, um, I, I actually think that win aged pretty well. His win against Vanna Martinez looked good. I, I think he can wrestle out wrestle uh, Dan Argueta if he wants. And the, the good news for him is I don't think he really needs to worry about it. Like he could just keep this fight on the feet. Uh, he should be able to pick Argueta apart that way. Um, he, the only, I, I guess I will say the only hesitation I have here on Ronnie Lawrence, it, but before you like go dump your whole bankroll on this guy is, is like, he he can be really tentative. He he can be he can pause way too much and just like seemingly not want to fight. So I think 
I, I think I worry a little bit about that, especially against somebody like Argetto who gets after it. But also, like, maybe Argetto is just, like, silly enough to take enough of the fight to Lawrence and get him going. So, yeah, I, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Argetto or uh, uh, Lawrence here, rather. All right. We are on the same page for both the top two fights and opposite of, of last week's breakdowns. All right. Women's flyweight, Teresa Bleda versus Gabriela Fernandez. Uh, Fernandez, you can call her Gabby if you want. Catchy nickname. She's eight and two. Two knockouts, three submissions. Never been finished in any fight. Oh, one in the UFC. Uh, that was her only loss over her last eight fights. She's gone seven and one. Used to fight down at strawweight and up at bantamweight. Uh, she did outstrike her opponent in her first loss. UFC by 0.13 strikes a minute. She's at plus 220. Teresa Bleda, nickname Rhonda. Fantastic nickname, right? That's a great one. <laughs> She's six and one. Two knockouts, two submissions. She's been knocked out once. She is 0-1 in the UFC. That was a fight where she got knocked out. Remind us who knocked her out again. Natalia, si- Natalia Silva. Right. It is age well, so that's okay. Um, one in all the contender series, was a regional champion, three inches taller, five inches of reach, and Fernandez, eight years younger. She's more active landing strikes and has better grappling stats based off of their UFC experiences. Uh, in contender series, has outstruck her two opponents in UFC and contender series by 0.53 strikes a minute. Minus 250, and it's you. I, I don't love the price, especially on somebody who's 0-1 in the UFC, but give me Blada here. Uh, I think I remember saying when we were uh, when we were watching the fights in the Discord last time, when we watched Gabriela Fernandez, who, by the way, I was on Gabriela Fernandez when she came to the UFC. I, I really thought her striking would play up and the way that she works to her grappling would play up. But I, I said anybody with a, a double leg. Anybody in the whole world with a double leg is going to beat this woman. Um, granted, her loss to Jasmine Jezudovicius obviously now has has aged well, but it, like it, the optics of it are still terrible. Like you you go back and you watch her. I, I don't even know that she tried to defend some of those takedowns. So like anybody with a takedown can get her. And Teresa Blade happens to be very good at wrestling. Um, it, it's like the one thing she's particularly good at. If you watch her fight with Natalia Silva, yeah. She got knocked out by a spinning back kick. But also before that, she had scored a takedown on Talvia Silva and it built up like five minutes of control time between like, you know, a couple minutes on the cage and a couple minutes on the ground. Like she she had built up quite a bit of control time. So I I think she's just going to control Gabby Fernandez in any position Um, as long as she stays away from a sub because Fernandez could definitely hit a sub from her back. uh, I do like Blada here. Yeah, I agree with everything you said, Blada, bigger, younger probably better um she's a pick but minus 250 and especially the rate that women underdogs are coming through probably um not the 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 greatest play um let's check those stats but i have started tracking that for 2023 because there was that was what last year was the big deal that women's underdogs were coming through right or yeah it's been it's been a little bit on this year too like i I think it's carried over yeah this year women's underdogs 42 percent hit rate uh Men's underdogs, 35%. So it is still higher than, than men's uh, at this point. All right. But we're both taking a favorite here in that fight regardless. All right. We're going to go stick with flyweights, switch to the male side. Chagas Chumagulov is going to try to get uh, another fight in. He uh, had one this canceled. Gets, this, this definitely gets canceled. <laughs> you think so? Probably. I mean, he he just doesn't fight, and he's got two wives and six kids to feed. Exactly. <laughs> he's fighting Felipe Bunez this week. Um, Bunez, Filipino, but not the Filipino you think of. Philip Eno, so little Philip, right? That's little correct. Felipe, I mean. Yeah, little Felipe. Yeah. yeah. 
<coughs> excuse me, he is 13 to six, three knockouts, eight submissions. He's been submitted twice. This is his short notice debut. Technically, like one, he, he's he's had like 29 days notice. So I, I, I make a month the cutoff. So it's he's basically um, short notice, but only barely. Uh, two, he's won two straight and three of four. Won his last five via TKL. That was for the LFA championship. He also is a regional champion. Used to fight up at Bantamweight 2011 Pro MMA debut. A year younger than Chumagulov. Three inches height, five inches of reach, plus 140. Chaco is the nickname for Chumagulov. He's 14 and eight, seven knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out twice. One and five in the UFC. Lost three straight fights. Was the Fight Night Global Champion before this. Used to fight at Bantamweight. He's been outstruck by half a strike a minute during his UFC career. Minus 165. Give me the dog here. I, I like what we've seen from Bunez in LFA. Chumagulov just can't seem to catch a break. His record is worse than, than probably what it should be. Uh, he, he's had some some tough judge decisions, but um, I, I still like the, I always like the bigger, younger. He's barely younger, but he is much bigger than Chumagulov. And I like the the um, the streak, the role that he's on and, and his finishing ability. So give me Bunez here at plus 140. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with Bunes too. Um, I, I think, you know, I, I worry a little bit about how hittable Bunes can be at times. Like sometimes he just stands in front of his opponent and and throws down. Um, but I think he does that because he's a flyweight with power. Um, and flyweights, you know, notoriously ha- have pretty good uh, or pretty low finishing rates, although not this year. There, there's a pretty high finishing rate in the UFC with, with flyweights. But he he has got big power, so he's willing to strike with people. When he is trying to be craftier, he does create pretty good angles, uh, which I think is a big piece of this fight, that he's got to do that more often. Um, because it, it'll make Shumagulov work more. Because that's the big thing here. Shumagulov, he fades in fights. That's why you see him in so many split decisions. If there's like close rounds early on, uh, and then he starts to fall apart and look terrible at the end, uh, sometimes you think he's banked a round or two, but if one judge is giving it the other way, all of a sudden he's on the wrong end of things. So, um, like if you look at the Charles Johnson fight, Charles Johnson was ripping him apart with shots late in that fight, um, and leaving a good impression and stuff like that. So I, I actually think Charles Johnson is probably not as sharp and definitely not as powerful as a striker as Bunes. And, you know, he, he did his damage mostly on the feet against Shumagulov. So, Give me Bunes. Uh, I do think he has to worry a little bit about being hit, but at this uh, at the dog price here, I, I think he's worth a stab too. All right, there we go. We are both. That's four straight, four for four. <clears throat> Excuse me, four for four. We are on the same page, and we got ourselves a pretty nice uh, size dog here. Let me tell you about Bird Dogs. We have a new sponsor. Bird Dogs are here, and they make you look good because Bird Dogs have stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer. Through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog's shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. So you can get rid of your Lululemon, Dan. Uh, they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dog's fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like hacky, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dog's use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric. That keeps you cool and dry all day long. Gumby, what are you going to do in your bird dog shorts this summer? I, I just like to go to the beach. I don't like to swim, or, but I do like to go to the beach. Oh, you like to go to the beach, but you don't like to swim. Interesting. Are we talking like Cape Cod area? What what beach are we talking? Ocean? Just, yeah, just ocean beaches. Yeah, okay. not, you, not lake beaches. I'm not a lake beach guy. But you don't go in? No. Really? No, I'm not a swimmer. Not a big swimmer. Really? Guy. You know how to swim, though? I do know how to swim. I'm just not a big swim <laughs> okay. guy. 
Really? Even with the kids? Even with the kids. I'm, I'm, all right. Well, you're not invited to the cottage then this summer. Sorry. You got to stay. You, you can't make the 11 hour drive up to my cottage. Sorry about that. But all right. Here's what you got to do. Go to birddogs.com slash pool and enter promo code pool, P-O-O-L, for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs, B-I-R-D-D-O-G-S.com slash pool for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right. We did the flyweights. This is actually ch- uh, chalk with flyweights. Uh, three out of the next four fights are flyweights, including the one we just did. All right. Sticking with flyweights. Carlos Hernandez versus Denny's Bonder or Bonder. He's psycho, by the way. Uh, we'll tell you about Hernandez first. So Hernandez is eight and two with four submissions. He's been submitted once, one on one in the UFC. Eight out of his last nine fights have been wins for him. He did lose his last fight via submission. He was one and one in the contender series, was a regional champion. Used to fight up at Bantamweight, uh, actually Featherweight, excuse me. Twitch is taller than Bondar, a year younger, more active landing strikes. He's outstruck his UFC and contender series points by 0.81 strikes a minute. He's at plus 110. Psycho Bondar, 16 and 4, five knockouts, 11 submissions. Been knocked out once, submitted twice. 0 1 in the UFC, 10 and 1 over his last 11 fights. He did lose his last fight via submission, just like Hernandez. That was back in February of 2022. Was a regional champion, used to fight up at Bantamweight. Two inches of reach on Hernandez, better striking stats. He's outstruck his UFC opponents, which is one uh, opponent by 0.73 strikes a minute. He's at minus 125. Is it my? You turn? go now. Yes, sir. Uh, so I, I'm going to go dog again here. I'm going to take Carlos Hernandez. Um, and, and the the reason is really simple. Like if you watch the Dennis Bondar's debut fight, he fought Malcolm Gordon. And uh, first of all, he got backed up by Malcolm Gordon, which I, I certainly don't love. Um, he fights with his ha- hands way down. And Malcolm Gordon tagged him on the feet to the point where he shot a panic shot. Um, and then didn't have the sub defense to defend against uh, Malcolm Gordon. Now, not having the sub defense against Malcolm Gordon is probably like the least of his worries because Malcolm Gordon is a, a pretty good grappler. But like he shouldn't be getting tagged on the feet by Malcolm Gordon. Nobody really should. Like I, I like Malcolm Gordon, but like as a grappler, I like Malcolm Gordon. Um, and the thing about Hernandez is he's got a really nice one too. He was in there his last fight with Alan Nasamento. Alan Nascimento, way tougher level of competition than uh, Malcolm Gordon. Uh, he, he's really light on his feet. He's got good lateral movement. His takedown stats maybe don't look good uh, when you look at them on paper. But, like, when you watch the optics of it, he clearly knows what he's doing to defend a takedown. I don't think he really has to worry about Bondar. And, and if Bondar does want to go to the ground with him, he, he submitted half of his opponents. And Bondar's submission defense looked real poor last time and i don't know if that's just because he got tagged or if uh if it is actually that bad but hernandez has got good submission skills and like i said i think he's just gonna tear him up on the feet uh so give me give me dog again give me hernandez all right you sold me i this is one of the fights i was wavering on um but i i i am sold now dan uh, especially when you see that half of hernandez's wins have come via submission he's going against guy who you know just got submitted so and a guy who's been out of action for over a year. Let's check those stats. Uh, fighters have been out over a year. 46% win rate. So not the greatest um, win rate there. So, yes, yeah, let's and, go dog, and, Dan. And, and to note on that, too, you know, you mentioned he, he's been out for a year, right? His his yeah. lone UFC fight was in uh, February 2022. So, yeah. uh, you know, a year and four months ago. But if you want to peel it back before that, his last fight before that was August of 2020. 
so so he had had another long layoff. I know the UFC signed him. I can't remember if it was drug induced or injury induced or visa induced or um, you know he is uh, he, he is from Ukraine, so you know that could have played a factor in there to some extent. Like I, I'm not 100 percent sure what has kept him out, but he does have one fight in the last three years, which is uh, not not a great sign either. No, and he looks way older than he is too. So maybe he's older than he claims, Dan. It's possible. 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 All right. Let's see if we're going to keep linking up here. Bantamweights, upper weight class. Kyung Ho Kang versus Christian Kionis is the fight. Uh, Kang, Mr. Perfect or Typhoon? Or Mr. Perfect Typhoon, if you want to put them together. He's 18 and 9 with one no contest, two knockouts, 11 submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. So, very durable guy. Seven and three with one no contest in the UFC. He's won four of his last five, including his last fight. But that was a year ago, uh, just over a year ago, June of 2022. Used to fight up at featherweight and lightweight. Was road FC champion before all this. 2007 pro MMA debut. Intra height, three inches reach on Quinones. He is barely outstruck his UFC opponents. He's got a positive strike differential of 0.12 strikes a minute. He's at plus 144. Problem, problema is Quinones' nickname. He's 18 and three. 10 knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. So he's been finishing all of his fights that he's lost. 1-0 in the UFC. That's part of a five-fight winning streak. He won his last fight via TKO. He also has multiple regional championships on his... Mantle. Correct. Get the shirt. SportsGamingPodcast.com slash store. 2013 pro MMA debut for Quinones. Nine years younger than Kang. More active lighting strikes. He's out, he outstruck his UFC opponent by 0.61 strikes a minute. Minus 155. Uh, this one's another one I was wavering on a bit. Um, give it Quinones, way younger. That, that does make a difference. Once again, go to my stats. Uh, younger fighter wins 62% of the time. If they're five years or more uh, younger than an opponent, 63%. And he's way more than that. He's nine years younger. Better strike, better and more active striker. Um, how is his grappling, though? That's what I'm worried about, because Kang is a pretty decent grappler. I but think he, bad. Quinones is still my pick. I think bad. Hmm? I think bad. You think bad? Okay, that. so you're picking Kang? Yeah, I'm taking Kang. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and I'm, I, I, yeah, I feel pretty good about this Kang pick too, because like, look, if you look at the late, the, the competition level here, you know, we're, we're talking about Kyung Ho Kang, who's fought Bakarel Dana, who had a bunch of good fights, Hani Yaya, Ricardo Hamosh. Uh, you know, you, you can laugh at Guido Canetti if you want, but Guido Canetti has put in some good fights. You know, he fought um, Brandon Davis to a really fun fight. Um, he's fought Alex Caceres before. Like th- this guy has just put in tons of time against like really high level opponents. So anytime you look at the stats and you're like, oh, you know, the stats don't look too good. Like he has looked incredible uh, in the UFC at times, um, largely behind that grappling. And if you look at Christian Quinones, uh in his fights, he obviously wants to strike. He's not interested in doing any grappling. He seems to be good when he's at range, but when he's pressured, and seems to be like fainted on a lot or like, you know, backed up a little bit. He, he looks too patient. He looks like he's so worried about things. Um, he's also seems kind of upright at times, which I think is going to be easy for Kang to get in there on the takedown. You know, he was taken down by Long Shao on Contender Series. Uh, granted, Shao only went one for six, but I, I mean, like we saw Shao on uh, the road to the UFC. He's not much of a grappler, in my opinion. So, like, I think Kyungo Kang is going to have kind of an easy time here with the takedowns. Uh, I think he gets like a dozen of them uh, and he just beats them up on top. So uh, I'm going to go with Kyungo Kang. Great. Make me feel bad about my pick, but we have to differ somewhere. So hopefully I beat you again this week, Dan. 
Let's let's go flyweights. I promise. I like how you say again, like you haven't lost. Like <laughs> what was it? Four out of the last. No, six, I won. Five out of the last. I won six last weeks. week. Yeah, yeah, five out of I won last week though. Five out of the last six. All right, Jimmy Flick versus Alessandro Costa. Are we going to differ here? Let's find out. We can tell you about Jimmy the Brick Flick first. 16 and 6 with 14 submissions. He's been knocked out five times. One and one in the UFC. He won, he lost his last fight, excuse me, via TKO. One and all in the contender series was the LFA champion, also a regional champion. Used to fight up at Bantamweight and Featherweight. One and all in Bellator, 2010 Pro MMA debut. Three inches taller than Costa, one inch reach. He's been outstruck over his UFC career by 1.51 strikes a minute. That includes the contender series fight. He's got better grappling stats than Costa. He also was a, has pro Muay Thai and kickboxing fights under his belt, which probably would seem to be a surprise since he's seems to be mostly a grappler in MMA. At least he's at plus two ten. No, no Costa 12 and three, three knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out twice. Oh, one in the UFC. He's won seven of his last eight, but he did lose his last fight via TKO. He's the UFC debut. One no on the contender series was regional champion. Six years younger than flick striking and active striking stats in his favor, but that's based off of two fights for him. He was outstruck in those fights by 0.88 strikes a minute. He's at minus 250. You have to go first this time. Do you remember who he, Do you remember who he lost to in his short notice he, UFC debut? Amir Albazi. Yeah, Amir Albazi. Yeah. Uh, tough, tough start. Yeah, and he won round one uh, on on two of the three judges' scorecards. Uh, and, and like that's, I mean that's something right there. And and Jimmy Flick just looked. You know, I, I like Jimmy Flick. I, I think his I grappling say, skills can yeah. be so fun. But he looked so bad in his last fight. He looked so bad in there. And it looks like it's just going to be, can I hit the submission or not? Um, and, and, like, he doesn't seem interested in rounding out his skills. Um, I mean, he retired once. He came back, and it looked like he had not boxed since he had retired. And I, I think Costa looks better on the feet. Uh, like I said, we saw him stand toe-to-toe with Amir Al-Bazi, who's now you know, probably ranked in the top five in the UFC, uh, he, you know, win or lose in that last fight, whether or not you thought he lost to Kekar France or not, you know, he's now a top five guy. Um, and Costa hung right with him there uh, on short notice. So I, I think he's going to deal with Blick pretty easily. What What did you say the number on this one was again? Uh, minus 250. Yeah. And, and that seems like about right. I, I'm not even going to say that that scares me away. I, I think Costa's going to gonna tune him up. Yep, younger, better striker, obviously. He's going to be my pick here, but um wasn't sure about the line, but I am now. If Gumby's sure about it, I'm sure about it as well. All right. Um, yeah, this is we went flyweight, flyweight, bantamweight, flyweight, back to bantamweights again. This is uh, this should be a fun uh we had a bantamweight fight earlier too. So that means the prelims should be a pretty good prelims, uh, fun stuff. All right, this is the fight that Ryan H wants to edge boost on. Uh, Bantamweights, Hayoni Barcelos versus Miles Johns. You said uh, Barcelos' name wrong on your other podcast, Dan, by the way. But anyhow, moving on. You you did a hard R, Dan. Come on. It's Hayoni. <laughs> you know that. Yeah, it's Hayoni. Sorry. Come on. Uh, Miles Johns was on Dan's podcast, so that's why I mentioned it. If you want to hear that interview, Top Turtle MMA is the place to go. All right, we're going to tell you about John's first. Chapo is the nickname. 13, and he explains where the nickname came from, too. So there you go. 13 and 2, four knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. So he's been finishing all of his losses. Four and two in the UFC. He's gone three and one over his last four, including winning his last fight. One and on the contender series. He was the LFA champ as well. Everyone on this card basically was an LFA champ, it seems. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Used to fight up at featherweight. He's seven years younger than Barcelos. He's outstruck his UFC and contender series opponents by 0.78 strikes a minute. He's at plus 190. 
Barcelo, 17 and 4, eight knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. Six and three in the UFC. He, however, he's gone one and three over his last four fights, including losing his last fight via knockout. Used to fight up at featherweight as well. He's got Mato Rico championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the t-shirt, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. Hopefully the guy who uh, didn't enjoy us doing that, hopefully he doesn't listen anymore, Dan. Um, anyway, maybe maybe he enjoys it. He was just asking, why the heck do I say that? But old school heads, no. Uh, Barcelos, 2012 pro MMA debut. He's a wrestling champion and a BJJ champion in his past life, lives. Interreach over John's, more active landing strikes, better grappling stats. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.63 strikes a minute. He's at minus two, two, five. And this is me. Yeah. Me. I was, I was going to take Barcelos and then listen to you reminded me. Oh yeah. He got, uh, Barcelos got knocked out real bad in his last fight. He's, <laughs> really uh, bad. <laughs> really bad. He's way older than John's. Uh, he's old guy. Bantamweight is coming off a knockout and John's is knocks some fool. It doesn't look like he's a knockout guy. Cause he only has four knockouts out of what? 15 fights he's been in, but uh, two of them have come fairly recently. So, um, give me the younger guy who really cracks uh, as an underdog, almost a two to one underdog. Yeah, what was it? One, what did you say? One ninety. One ninety. Yeah, over a guy who's in a slump, coming off a knockout. He's old. Uh, the fact that John's left Fortis MMA is a bit of an issue for me, but I, I still like the money here. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know and haven't listened to my interview with him over on the Top Turtle MMA podcast, he is training at a place called Marathon MMA now, which is run by uh, Trey Ogden. Um, who, who is turning out to be, I, I believe, quite a good coach. A lot of people have said some really positive things about Trey Ogden. So, um, you, you know, he said it was just time for a move. He's still cool with all the four disguise, but it was just time for a move. Um, so he's training there. I, I will say uh, the the other, you know, you hit a, on a lot of pieces. You know, like he's been knocked out. You got to worry. I stole it all from you. You, you got to worry about that. So, I, I, you know, I'm not going to repeat all those, but I'll also add in here. You mentioned at the very beginning that a lot of, Miles Johnson's losses have come by being knocked out, right? Like that, that's probably the most common way that, that he gets finished. Um, and Randy Barcelos is just not, does not have that finishing instinct. Um, he hasn't finished anybody in over four years. The last person he finished was Carlos Achuain, um, who, who just like, you know, if you remember that name, props to you, my friends. Um, and, and since then is just, you know, not really gone after going for finishes has kind of been complacent in certain places. I mean, like his, his only win in the last what, what three years now uh, is, is Trevin Jones, who isn't in the organization anymore. You know, bad skid isn't going to finish miles. John and miles. John is one of those people that if you don't put away, he's just going to keep coming. He's got a great motor. So uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the big dog money on miles. John's here too. All right. Good to hear. Um, all right, this recap quickly before we're out of your ear holes. We both have Johns as a big underdog. Why do you think he is such a big underdog? I don't know. Maybe the name value on Rayona Barcelos, because he's been around since like the, the dude's been around since Nam, right? Like he, he uh, when, when did he, hang on real quick. I'm going to pull up his, his UFC debut came, I guess it's only been five years. He debuted in 2018. It seems longer than that, doesn't it? Yeah. He's not a household name, though, Dan. Come on. Yeah, he's definitely not a household name. He did used to fight in RFA when that was still a thing. Um, well, that was not a household uh, organization either. Well, I, I mean, it's it, that's what LFA is, right? LFA is RFA. 
that's, right? that's true. Yes, they yeah, combined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LF they combined with legacy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah right. Right. So, yep. uh, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a good organization. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe he's just fought bigger names. You know, having fought uh, a pair of Nurmagomedovs maybe has brought him some some shine. But I, I don't know, dude. I, I just think that's a wild underrating on on Miles Johns, who's you know he's a tank. We we will take he it beat, as will Ryan. He beat Adrian Yanez, guys. For those of you who don't know, he beat Adrian Yanez. Uh, yes. And now you can get him at two to one money against Hayoni hey, Barcelos. Yes. And if you want to be like Ryan H in the Discord, who doesn't? He he's a cool guy. Um, edge boost. Double down on this on this pick. Oh yeah, you you want to make you want let's make this our edge boost bet of bet of the uh, episode, shall we? Don't yeah. you think? Yeah, our edge boost right. double down play of the day is Miles Johns plus 190. Edge boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Look at this guy. I took over. I was going to do the ad, <laughs> but no, now I don't have to. I love it. All right. I'll recap. Obviously, we're all in on Johns. We are in on Costa. Dan has Kang. I have Quinones. Then the rest, we're all the same. Uh, Hernandez, we're both in on. Bunes, we're both in on Blada, we're both in on Lawrence, we're both in on and Bukaskis, we're both in on. So that is all eight of the prelim fights in your ear host for you. We'll be back tomorrow to do the main card, six fight main card, heavy on the um on the why am I blanking? Not Georgians, Dan, heavy on the Armenians. Armenians, excuse me. Yes, the Armenians. Um so you have that to look forward to. Uh, in the meantime, I told you about the Discord. Get in there. Have some fun with us if that's your thing. Uh, if you're more into t- uh, Twitter, SGPN MMA is the place to go, as well as Gumby Vreeland, as well as Jeff Fox, writer. Instagram, I'm Jeff underscore Fox underscore writer. I've been posting my MMA stuff up there. Uh, my Substack, moneymma.substack.com. Get in there. Enter my pick contest. Get my MMA writings and stats and rankings in your inbox every day. I told you about Top Turtle. Listen to Gumby on Top Turtle this week. And everything good in the gambling realm is at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. So we shall be back tomorrow. It will be me, Jeff Ronda Fox, and my co-host, of course, Daniel Chaco. Vreeland will be here as well. Bye-bye. 